Hey Europe, this is Musable.com calling, the best source for news and blogs about the Eurovision Song Contest. If you're looking for a new Eurovision experience online, you should visit us. Our editors have a wide variety of content for you to enjoy, from up-to-date news stories and interviews to fun and interactive quizzes. So if you want to know the latest news or just find out what Eurovision country best suits you, we have it all at Musable.com. You are listening to a special episode of Eurovision Legends where I, your host, Emil Lofström, invites some of this year's participants. Today we're going to get to know the singer Jon Moharamai, more known as Jon Tears. He is one of the bookmakers' favorite to win and also a fan favorite. How does he deal with this? What can we expect on stage in Rotterdam and how come he is taking part in this show? Gion will compete in the second semi-final with the song Tout l'univers, representing Switzerland. Bonjour et bienvenue à Eurovision Legends, Jean Moharemai. <laughs> Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? <laughs> I'm great, I'm great. But my French is a little bit rusty. It was, I believe, 15 <laughs> years ago I studied French. Oh. <laughs> uh, you are more known as Jean Tears. Tell me more about your artist name and why you cry. <laughs> Uh, my name John Steers came because uh, the first time I sang it was for my grandfather. And um, uh, actually, I was studying piano in school, and I was like, uh, yeah, because I, I didn't really know what to do. And uh, every of my uh, classmates uh, were having crazy activities. I was the only one that was doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I have to find my hobby. Uh, I tried a lot of things, but I think I really have a special connection with the piano. And when my grandfather came for vacation uh, at my house, he asked me if I would be able to sing a song for him. And I was like, uh, no, because I never sang. <laughs> but uh, he told me, yeah, can you try to learn uh, Can't Help Falling in Love from Elvis Presley? Ah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and so that's that was the first song I, I learned. And... Uh, because he cried when he uh, listened to uh, my uh, <laughs> version of Can't Help Falling in Love, uh, I wanted to keep that in my stage name because for me the symbolic was really strong. And uh, and yeah, also because he made me uh, think that I had something special and I had to fight for. What a beautiful story. I didn't know about this, actually. <laughs> Is your grandfather with us still? Yeah, It's uh, still here. Lovely. And I think I'm doing all of this because, uh, you know, when I was young, he told me, uh, I'm sure one day you will be really big, but I, w I won't be there to, to see you. And so that's why I feel, I have the feeling that I always had to rush and to go uh, fast <laughs> into occasion to, uh, to shine <laughs> so he could uh, see me. So I'm super happy that he's, still, that he's seeing my whole uh, <laughs> career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you really put a smile on my face right now. I, I had this strong connection to my grandmother. So, oh, what a lovely story. John, you are the fan favorite and one of the bookmakers' favorite to win this year. The odds are very low. Are you surprised? Of course I'm surprised, but at the same time I'm super happy that 
the people that su who supports me for répondez-moi supports me as uh, again with the tout l'univers. So uh, I'm super happy that those people didn't go far away and <laughs> didn't left me. So I'm happy that they are still here, and I'm so happy that the people like the new song because it was kind of it was hard honestly because you know when. When it's the first time, I mean, with Répondez-moi, for me, it was clear that uh, I wouldn't win the, French, the Swiss selection I, because the song was in French. Uh, it's been 10 years that the song, that they have no French song. Uh, also because, you know, I did the voice, and when I finished the voice, uh, a Swiss duet uh, called me to do a camp, a writing session camp. And uh, so uh, they asked me without telling me that it was for Eurovision. And uh, they did great, because if they told me, I'm not sure if I do, that I would do that. And um, when I did that camp, they told me after composing the song that it was for Eurovision. And I said, okay, maybe let's try to do something. And so uh, I applied the song one hour before the deadline. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I, I, was, I still wasn't sure. But at the end, I said, okay, let's try. And uh, I thought, let's try, because I was sure that the song won't be, um, wouldn't be chosen. And uh, when it finished, when it, like when it has finished at the, at the top 10, I was really surprised. I was like, what, really? Okay. <laughs> and then I had to sing the song uh, in live. And it's when I sing it in live that I finished at the first place, and they, and it was like a, a crazy moment because I was I wasn't really realizing, and uh, you know it, I mean also like the innocence between this process was really hard to have it again with the new song because obviously I knew that it was me uh, this year, so yeah. uh, it was really hard. Like, I mean, um, difficult uh, to uh, compose something and to keep myself, my musicality in the song and not falling into the, oh, I have to stay in that format. It has to be like this because it's your vision, you know. And I always like wanted to defend my music, so um, kind of difficult. To get to know you better, I have prepared some quick questions. Oh my God. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> First memory from the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, Aurela Gace singing Feel the Passion. And that's my first, uh, first time I saw Eurovision. And uh, I just arrived on the show and I was like, oh my god, what's this show? And it was. Uh, Name three songs from previous Eurovision you really like. Un jour un enfant from Frida Bocara, like uh, <laughs> I think it's 1969, something yes. like this. <laughs> Uh, oh my god uh, Euphoria from Laureen and uh, the new like the, the last year versions from uh, <laughs> Mount Temerlo from Heroes it was wonderful with his guitar we are 
are the heroes of our time Heroes oh, oh. But we're dancing with the demons in our minds Heroes I love the song, anyway He was the king of the of Eurovision's uh, Shine a Light last year. Artist that has inspired you the most? Uh, Grace Jones for her craziness, David Bowie for his uh, musically uh, intelligence, <laughs> Klaus Nomi, uh, Nina Hagen. Ah, oh, I love Nina Hagen. <laughs> What are you doing in 10 years? I hope I will be happy. What's the best thing with Switzerland? Besides the flag is a big plus. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, chocolate and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> If we would move to another country, which country? Norway. I have a fascination for Norway. Mm -hmm. And it's weird, but I mean, Scandinavian for me are like, uh, you know, when, I, when we are speaking about them, my eyes are shining. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a kid, I really wanted to go there, maybe because I saw some picture with the red houses and, you know, like those cliches <laughs> from Norway. And the thing that is weird, it's like I had some possibility to go to Norway, but I never wanted because I want to go when I will be able like to really, really enjoy it enjoy 100%. I'm expecting a lot from Norway. I don't know why. <laughs> well, bring some clothes. And right. <laughs> last question. If you would compete for another country in Eurovision, which country would you pick? Oh, my God. A country that will leave me to sing my, a song that I will compose. <laughs> I don't know all the stories of all the countries, but I heard some uh, with some artists that uh, they couldn't really sing the song they wanted. So, I mean... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's for me the most important thing. You survived the first part and we are now best friends. <laughs> you were born in Switzerland, but your parents are from Albania and Kosovo. What was your childhood like? It was a really special childhood, I think, because I did some TV shows when I was 12 and, and younger. Yeah, you appeared on the Albanians Got Talent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I, when I, then when I go back to school normally, like everyone at 13 years old, I mean, I was going to school, but I really had to take the plane and then to come back to school and then take the plane, you know, um, uh, but back to normal life, I'm so feeling lucky because I never had problem with, uh, people in my uh, school, uh, annoying me because, you know, and it was the opposite. I mean, nobody wants it, wanted to speak with me. Because they were like, oh my God, that's a singer. That's a man who was in the newspaper. Oh my God. And people like didn't dare to come to me and to, to speak with me because uh, <laughs> they were scared. They was like, oh my God, I don't know if I spoke right to him. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of funny. And I had, a, I had an Albanian education in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good re resume. According to Wikipedia, you peaked at number one in Albania in 2018 with the song Barbie. Yeah, it was amazing. Because uh, I really believe a lot in Albania and Kosovo because they are really... Artistically, they have so many crazy and amazing talents. And sometimes it's also because of the condition, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, 
when you don't have the best live condition, you're working really, really much more because maybe you cannot have auto-tune or something like this. So, uh, of course, uh, you have to work really, really much more because we, we hear all the details and especially the wrong notes. So <laughs> I really have the feeling that uh, also because the story of Albania and Kosovo, they suffered. So it looks like they really want to be proud of them. Last year, you were chosen to be the singer for Switzerland in Eurovision. And as you said before, the song you wrote, you didn't know it was for Eurovision from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it a no-brainer to say yes when it got submitted and chosen? Uh, no, not at all. I, I mean, when they told me, you know, the process uh, from the application to the song till the result. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was uh, a long road <laughs> yeah, yeah. to uh, overthink the situation. And at that moment, you know, I was uh, ready to to accept the information. But at the beginning, I wasn't sure. But till the moment I, I apply, I thought, okay, if I apply, then I cannot say no, you know. Yeah. But it was just like, I was just really, really scared by one thing. They could pick you, just you as an artist, and you have to sing another song or just your song. So you have to accept that possibility. But I honestly think that if they would have uh, chose me, uh, I wouldn't sing uh, at the at Eurovision if it wasn't with my own song. But they told me that uh, they thought that nobody ca- could sing Répondez-moi like I sing it. Répondez-moi became a fan favorite too, but as we all know, the contest got cancelled last year. How was it for you to accept, after all, invested time and effort? Honestly, it was hard. I mean, when I received the call from the, the head of my delegation, honestly, I, I didn't, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke, so I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that, okay, it's believe. And uh, when I saw Eurovision shine light, I really realized at that moment, okay, I should have been there, and I'm at home watching. 30 seconds of my video <laughs> at home yeah. and watching the the other performance so i was uh super super <laughs> frustrated and uh it was hard to accept honestly but then i thought okay uh when they chose me uh to come back i was like okay yeah it looks like you are cons- building a home and the uh, hurricane comes and uh, destroy everything so you're like okay and uh You know, I, I couldn't make the song live, you know, because, uh, I mean, it looks like the song died <laughs> yeah, yeah. earlier that it should. But anyway, uh, that's life. And I really have that uh, also. Uh, I said to myself, okay, now it's cancelled. It's really sad, but I have to move on. When and how was it decided that you would be back for 2021? I think they announced me the cancellation and... Uh, And maybe t- two or three weeks later, they called me and they told me, we will not leave you like this. We really want you to come back next year. And uh, I said, yeah, same. I mean, I didn't leave the Eurovision experience. For me, it wasn't Eurovision last year. It was just the releasing of a song because I was really, really, really expecting like the live to happen and 
I mean, I worked also so much with Sasha, Jean-Baptiste, and, uh, you know, there were like concrete things going on. And then, yeah. Now you're talking about the Swedish choreographer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With uh, who I worked uh, last year. Yeah. You are one of the composers of the song This Year Too. Was yeah. this the only song you presented or how many songs did you present for the Swiss Broadcasting Corporation this year? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but I think I mean it was around eighteen songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was pretty intense, but actually that's also what they asked to do uh, to me. Yeah. They asked me that they needed to present a lot of song to the jury, to the panel, so they can I mean uh, give their notes, their points, uh, and everything. And yeah, I mean uh, it was pretty. Uh, <laughs> Really, really intense and a really short amount of time. I'm still not sure if we did the best, if we worked uh, the best way, but uh, now it's done and uh, and we had uh, pretty good songs. Like will, will we hear those songs someday? Uh, for sure, not all of them. But um, there are some that if we can, we worked on them. Yeah, that could be good because, you know, one of the problems also sometimes you can have, it's like, you know, people knows that you're going to make your vision. So also the way you work on the song, it's always, always, always hard to work and to stay innocent, as yeah, I said, yeah. uh, and to say, okay, maybe let's do this because you always have that voice in your head that, that will say, if you do it like this, it's not going to sound well for the live on TV. And you, normally you don't think like this. Normally you do a song and that's finished. So we really had to make a, the, the big exercise to really forget your vision. And uh, that's why I just think that so, some of the songs are ready to compete for your vision. But uh, also as an artist, I really would like to change some of them also uh, to rearrange the, some of them. But yeah. I mean, there are good ones, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward. The song you are competing with is titled Tout l'univers. We take a listen to the song. Can you tell us about the song? So the song was composed uh, first in English. Um, it was called uh, Ground Zero. Did you record it in English? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, the song name was uh, Ground Zero uh, with Nina Sempermans from Belgium. Yeah. We wanted to write about Ground Zero. She proposed me that theme. And I really like the signification of that word because we don't have it in French. And also, like, uh, the way the word de developed, uh, because first it was for the center of an explosion with the 11th September 2001. The word became more uh, uh, famous. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the signification of that word was really strong and I liked it. I mean, uh, there was a little link, but also, you know, with that COVID time uh, at that moment, 
I just like maybe um, feel uh, like less powerful, uh, less motivated to do like to something really, really happy. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's a hopeful song because it's originally Ground Zero speaks about the cycle of uh, reconstruction and um, the only people that can help and save us is uh, ourselves first. And yeah, I wanted to write a song about that. Um, and uh, so we first tried in English. And uh, I really wanted to have it in French too, because I wanted to know how it would sound. I reworked with um, Xavier Michel uh, from Alios, the Swiss duet uh, with uh, who I wrote uh, Répondez-moi. And uh, so with Walter Hardy, uh, who composed and worked with uh, Duncan Lawrence for Arcade, He produced the song. He also composed uh, the song uh, with uh, us. And uh, like we adapt the lyric because I really, really, really like the lyric in English. And I wanted to have it in French too. And so the story of the song is that the most important person who can save us is ourselves. So that's why we have to think far. You know, we have to be optimistic. And I mean, in French, we have that expression to say like, You have to look far, the universe, you know, like the whole universe, and to see that space that means optimism because we have still a lot of things to do. And also sometimes when you have really hard times, you have that feeling you are low. I mean, you are low with your energy, you are low with everything, and you have that feeling that you have done everything here and that that you can go now. And uh, I really wanted to say, no, you have that whole universe, you have that whole space. It's not finished. You have still things to do because uh, obviously you don't have seen all of this universe. Even if I said things that can look, can look sad, the idea of the song is really hopeful, honestly. Will we ever hear the English version? Uh, I don't think so. I'm still speaking with my label uh, and we, we were like... We were just thinking if we should uh, release the song. You know, sometimes that's a strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to make your song uh, be listened in other countries. But I really want to stay with that French version because it's not like a betrayed, but I want to defend myself in French with this song. And there are other songs from the selection that I really wanted, uh, that I wrote in French and I really wanted to translate in English because... Uh, I thought they were better in English. And uh, I have the feeling with uh, Tout l'univers that the song was different in the interpretation in French than in English. What can we expect on stage? What will you wear? Have you decided uh, yet? Good question. Uh, so we did a, a, a video of... Uh, I mean, we did a live on tape video. So it means a, a security video if I cannot go to Rotterdam. Yes. I'm going to be wearing clothes from some designers I uh, met this uh, last year and that I really, really love. They're from Switzerland. The brand is Evan Benjamin. And like we are working for... Uh, yeah, we are working on the on the clothes to have something like a final version And uh, yeah, for the staging, I'm going to work again with Sasha Jean-Baptiste from Sweden because I really loved the way we worked together last year. And also, I mean, it's funny because like a real geek with the camera, like she knows everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, she's super arty 
And at the same time, she's super strict. And at the same time, she's super open-minded. You know, I mean, like, she's a, a perfect combination of everything. So to when you are working with her, it's uh, it's paradise. I mean, uh, <laughs> she really listened to what I want and to what I, uh, I'm scared of. And she also has a big, big heart. Have you listened to your competitors yet? Uh, yes, some of them. A favorite, I don't know. Uh, I listened to Karma from Angela Peristeri. Yeah. I really liked uh, the new version with the video because obviously she changed the version and now uh, I really liked the version she did. And uh, I really loved also the video from uh, from Roxanne. Amnesia, maybe the song? Yes, from okay. Romania. Oh, yeah. You know, I always try to not see the others because... Then you 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 starting to have questions. You starting to have like uh, overthinking, and I didn't want that. But yeah, um, I also loved uh, Friends, of course. Voila! I really think it's a a winning song, and uh, she's uh, amazing, and uh, she's really also nice. Uh, I met her a uh, long time ago, and uh, I love uh, Discotheque from the Roop. And also, I I would love I would always love no matter the song I will always love uh, Davi. He's amazing. He's a crazy producer, and uh, I met him in um, in Vienna, and he's so funny and he's so cool. As I said before, I love people who dares, so that's cool. You will perform in the second semifinal on the twentieth of May. Are you nervous? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I have a lot of uh, friends who are telling me, yeah, when I'm starting to sing, everything is going, uh, like every stress is going and I'm feeling like, uh, and I'm completely the opposite. Like I have no stress five minutes before I'm okay. Everything is good. When I'm putting my feet on stage, that's a moment. I just want to be on myself. And I'm always like, uh, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. And, you know, so Sometimes it's really, really hard because I cannot really uh, enjoy uh, the performance because of that. So I'm sure I'm going to be so stressed. Switzerland won the first Eurovision in 1956 with Lisa and her refrain. And since the debut, several big names have, have competed for the country, like Esther Orfarim, Digi Bobo, Vanilla Nini, and of course the biggest of them all, Celine Dion, who mm. gave Switzerland their second victory in 1988. And it's been 33 years since Ne Partez Pas Sans Moi won... <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that my French was a bit a little, little bit rusty. No, it wasn't amazing. <laughs> Switzerland only have four top ten places since 1988. <laughs> Oh, she know, oh, oh, 
If you bring home the contest to Switzerland next year, which city do you wish to host it? Oh my god. I don't know. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I but I think we don't have a lot of choices because like uh, we have maybe two uh, big stage where we can manage <laughs> yeah. something like this. Honestly, the thing that I would really, really love, but that would be so funny and they will never do that. <laughs> I would love to make it as a festival, but like as a really, really huge festival because I'm, I know we have the fields to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it would be amazing. Imagine if we perform all of us, <laughs> all of uh, the next year contest contestants in a field. Like it would be amazing, but they will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, or imagine, you know, there are some crazy things. I mean, as I said, I love crazy things. So uh, maybe uh, making maybe a stage on the lake. Maybe uh, we can do one of those crazy things. Before we say goodbye, John, what would you like to say to all my listeners? I want to thank everyone who supports me, who, and especially during those uh, difficult times. And I'm so happy that, uh, like, that the people like the song, and uh, I hope they will support me at the live. And um, I hope that the listeners are staying safe. I mean that are that they are in a in a good uh, health uh, situation and i wish to all of you all the best and believe in your dreams because actually for me it was it's funny because i was when i saw feel the passion in eurovision 2011 i remember after watching the eurovision i just went to the bed and uh, i remember i was just like having the trophy in my hands and i i was just like uh, preparing like the um, you know, the speech, like, thank you for everyone. And what, <laughs> and what would I said? And now I'm in your vision. So that's so crazy. And I didn't expect that at all. It wasn't like, I want to do that. It was a coincidence. Uh, and uh, I think it's just because I worked a lot and I believed in my dreams. So I wish to all of you the same, just believe in your dreams and I hope one day you will do more than you think and uh, <laughs> that you will be happy with that. Good luck in Eurovision, John. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. And next time we, we have a chat, we must talk more about Nina Hagen. Nice. So cool. Yeah. Take care of yourself. And I, uh, I'm super happy to be part of your podcast. Hi!